And I don't even think I'm done purging, man. I'm just removing, removing, removing. And what I notice is every time we remove things, the success value goes up. More success, more value by doing less and less and less. And that's that mantra, do less. How do we do less and make more? It's by removing, uh, one of my coaches would say, remove the dross. Welcome to the Sales Unscripted Podcast, where it's not what you're saying, but who you're being while you're saying it that matters. Sales and scaling your business is what drives the engine here. So drop in, buckle up, and hold on, because we're about to shake up the sales game with the man behind the mic, Jim Padilla. All right, Strickland, thanks for the handoff, my friend. Jim Padilla here with Sales Unscripted, where it's not about what you're saying, but who you're being while you're saying it that matters the most and moves the needle. As you know, we're all about sales, scaling, and leverage. And we are a brand of sales and conversion and immersing ourselves into other people's environments and being able to provide a branded, seamless experience is the gig. And because of that, we've been blessed and privileged to be able to support some of the biggest names in the business, uh, to be able to help them with their launches, their live events. And we can certainly talk to you about how to make that happen. And we've got somebody with us today who fits right into that mold, someone who's rocking and rolling, playing a big game. And uh, I'm always uh, I'm interested in this perspective here. And I have there's somebody named Erica Rocha, who is a Jeff Walker protege. And he's somebody who lives in Brazil, who has licensed the PLF launch formula in Brazil. This guy's a rock and roll guy. He's crushing it in Brazil, taking over the country by storm. And he, we were in a dialogue one time in a mastermind and I was you know, privileged to be introduced by him. And he introduced me saying, doers smell doers. And what he meant by that is when you are a badass and you know what you're doing, you can instantly smell it on somebody else, right? Somebody talked to me for 30 seconds. You may not like what I got to say, but there's zero question that I know what the hell I'm talking about, right? And Stefan Arneo is somebody who fits that tribe, right? I met him a couple of weeks ago through a mutual friend, got an immediate connection. And immediately the first thought that came to my mind is he's a doer. I get it. He knows what the hell he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. This guy understands business and scaling, how to provide results and how to mean what he says. Stefan Arneo is an award-winning real estate investor, entrepreneur, author, and winner of the 2014 Rich Dad International Hall of Fame Award. Pretty impressive, right? He's been, in, been featured in the Canadian Real Estate Wealth Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine, named him one of the top 10 real estate influencers to follow. Starting with only 1200 bucks, Stefan has built a multi-million dollar portfolio for himself and his partners and is recognized on the self-made list. Stefan the Doer, say hello, man. How you doing, Jim? Hey, I'm living the dream, rocking and rolling. Glad to have you on. Thank you. So glad you could find some time out of your busy day to come and meet with us. You know, I block it off just for you. It said Jim too. I wasn't sure if I was interviewing you or you're interviewing me, man, but it's great to be here. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And those who are interested, we'll, we'll definitely promote that today. But uh, uh, Stefan's going to be interviewing me on his podcast uh, tomorrow. So we'll be having some some uh, tit for tat and sharing a little bit of mutual perspective. So uh, we got a lot to say. We're going to dive into some sales strategies. We do, we believe a lot of the thing, similar things in terms of outcomes, different paths to get there. So we'll have some interesting dialogue, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey to get here and what's the one thing that you really want to be known for? 
in your industry? Oh man. Well, I'll start with that. What, what do I want to be known for? You know, I say my, my purpose, my thing is all about documented leadership. So I'm like the Guinea pig and I'm out there doing stuff. Like you said, I'm doing it, doing it, doing it. And my game is documented leadership. So, you know, I'm testing it, I'm doing it, I'm selling, I'm doing deals, doing real estate. And I want to be known for that documented leadership. So that's my thing, you know, doing it and documenting it. Now, where did I start when I was 16 years old, Jim? I wanted to be a, a, a rock star. I thought, man, I want to be rich. I want to be famous. I want to be a rock star. I told my mom, I told my dad, I said, hey, mom and dad, I want to be a rock star. My dad said, that's a horrible idea. You should be a banker. My mom said, that's a horrible idea, but I support you, baby. So she, uh, she said, well, you have to get a, a degree in music if you want to be a rock star, which is totally false. But I believed her because she was my mom and she's older and bigger and stronger than me. So I went to the uh, University of Manitoba. I'm up in Canada, in Manitoba. And I went and got a degree in, uh, I was going to the jazz school, being a jazz musician. I was a, a double bass player playing the big violin. And, uh, you know, I wanted to be a rock star. Somehow I'm playing double bass. Somehow I'm playing jazz. Somehow I'm a professional jazz musician. Somehow I never wanted that. And uh, by about 22, you know, I dropped out of the music school. I dropped out of computer science. I was in that faculty for a bit. I dropped out of business school. And I finished with a degree in English and a minor in music. And I had a post-grad depression. I was working in a call center making $10 an hour. I had this degree I never wanted. I was living on my mom's couch and I just lay on the couch watching the shadows glide on the ceiling. I was depressed, didn't know what to do with my life. And uh, my rock band, which was my business at the time, was failing. It wasn't doing well. One of my key players was leaving and I just had no energy. I was done. I was, I was totally done. I was burned out. I hit the wall. And I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad and this little purple and yellow ugly book, ugly ass book. Uh, I'm reading it and it says, Anybody can be rich. And I had given up on the idea of being rich because I gave up on the rock band. I said, it's never happening for me. And I opened this little book. It said, anybody can be rich if they invest in real estate and build a business. And I thought, man, that sounds great. You know, I was a guitar teacher. That was my job at the time. I was a guitar teacher. And I worked in a call center. And I was making good money as a guitar teacher. I made about 10 grand a year working eight hours a week, which is pretty good money for a guy hanging out at home who's 22. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be great if I still got the checks, but I could leave town? And I thought, man, wouldn't it be great to have some passive income from some real estate? So I started saving up my money, started saving up 70% of my money. And I went and took a real estate seminar after real estate seminar, uh, put myself in a whole bunch of debt, going to seminars, traveling all over the world. But um, I started flipping houses. I became very successful at it. In 2014, I won Rich Dad International Hall of Fame, which is an award. They only give one out a year in Canada and five a year in the United States. And uh, I won Rich Dad Hall of Fame. I, I wrote a couple books. I've published five books now. And now I'm uh, age 28 and a half. I became a, a millionaire. I'm 32 now. I uh, got a multi, uh, multi-million dollar business. Got you know lots of real estate. Don't have to work because my real estate pays for my lifestyle. And now I'm educating others and still doing real estate deals. So it's been a real transformation, Jim, from being a, a, a bum on mom's couch to being somebody who's now changing other people's lives and, uh, and also, you know, building his own wealth through his knowledge. Amen to that. Uh, it's a great story, a great journey. And, uh, I'm sure everybody, you know, can all see themselves in parts of it. We've all have our own version of that. The challenge that a lot of people have is, is sometimes that period of 
making no money, living on the couch or in the basement or your version of that can tend to be a pretty long line if you're not intentional about doing something to, to change that. What got you to, to, to make that change? Well, I think it's tough. I meet people all the time who are living on the couch and, and they're wanting to do this and they're fantasizing about real estate or fantasizing about sales or fantasizing about becoming a coach or making their own business. And I think the real difference is commitment. You know, when, when you, I've spent about 300 grand on my education outside of college, university, 300 grand on my education in the last 10 years, flying around all over North America, all over to Europe, Canada, US, learning from the best people I could find. And that's a big commitment. A lot of people aren't 300 grand committed to their success. Now, off that 300 grand, I've made millions and millions and millions of dollars. It's a great investment, your education. But I think there's so many people out there, they fantasize about it. They want it late at night. They're lying in bed thinking about how can I have this result? But they're not committed. They're not committed with their money. They're not committed with their feet as in moving in that direction. They don't put their feet on the ground and start walking towards it. They don't uh, write it down and make it real in a journal. Uh, they don't hire a coach. They don't have a mentor. They don't take that action and make it real because either they're afraid of success or afraid of failure. And quite frankly, fear of success is way worse than fear of failure. Yeah. You know, um, when, I was, uh, when I was 19, uh, I got a credit card, right? I had my checking account. And the first thing they did was say, hey, you qualify for a $500 credit limit with a MasterCard. And I went nuts. I went to this mall and maxed it out. And then I got a visa and went and maxed it out. And I went and got that and got a Sears card and a Macy's card and everything else card. And soon I was way over my head of the, you know, the $10,000 a year I was making and bills would come in and this little thing would happen to me. Like I'd have a $147 bill, but I only had 50 bucks. So instead of sending them 50 to pay towards it, I said, eh, if I can't pay the whole thing, I might as well not pay them. And then I would go spend that 50 on whatever stupid thing I wanted to buy. Obviously, we can see the flawed logic there. What I find interesting is I see people take that same approach to how they move in their life. They go, well, if I can't solve this whole problem today, I might as well not try. And then they get stuck and then the problem just keeps getting worse. So like maybe I can't go and travel to a seminar, so I might as well not bother. Instead of going, you know what, at the, at the very least, I can scrape up 29 bucks and buy a book. Mm. Mm. Right. So what's, what, what would you recommend? How, what, what's the formula for, for you? If you, what's the quickest path to be able to get somebody in, on that trail and get them starting to really embrace that? Well, that mentality that you got there, you're talking about is the all or nothing mentality. And that's a poverty mentality. That's the, the big fat guy mentality. Like I have a, a coach, a life coach, her name is Jan. She coaches me. She coached me for the last 10 years. And Jan, she does weight loss coaching with people. Now, I don't go to her for weight loss, but a lot of times I'm trying to do a diet. I'm trying to eat clean, trying to not, you know, go out and have Coke and chips or a big steak every day. And, uh, and Jan talks with all or nothing mentality. And, you know, this happens all the time. Oh, I'm going to eat salad for dinner and I'm going to eat fruit for lunch and I'm going to skip breakfast and do intermittent fasting. And next thing you know, you eat a Snickers bar and then you go get a box of Krispy Kremes and then you have a pizza. And because you're, you just say, well, I didn't, I, I'm off plan. I'm just going to give myself permission to be totally off plan because it's all or nothing. I'm either on the plan all the way or I'm off the plan all the way. And it's the same with the credit card. Like putting the 50 bucks towards the hundred is, well, I can't do a whole push up, but I'll do half a push up. That's better than 
you know, oh, I'm just going to go all or nothing. And, and life isn't all or nothing. It's not all or nothing. I mean, you might want it to be that way, but it isn't. It's, it's in fact, a lot of small half decisions and small 1% ads. Brian Tracy says, if you get 1% better every day in 100 days, you're 100% better. And it's all about that little bit of compounding. And you can't be all or nothing because, you know, dude, I fail at 80% of what I do. I'm an 80% failure, but my 20% wins handle all the, all the losses plus some profit for me. Yeah. And uh, what I find is I examine experts and probably, you know, me and Cindy, my, my wife and business partner, we say that often. People ask, what is the number one formula? What's the number one ingredient to the success we've had? And I said, it's our absolute willingness to fall on our face every day and, and fail. You know, I, I don't even know if 80, 20 applies. It's probably more like 95, five. But the five percent of successes we've had have crushed the ninety-five percent of the failures. Huge, you know, even nine, even ninety-nine one, ninety-nine yeah. one, even man. I mean, you know, I've got so many things, so many failures uh, that I'm surrounded with. But that one hit, you know, you think about it, like Vanilla Ice, that Ice Ice Baby song. He he made a hundred million dollars on that song. You know, I've I've heard that's what he did, and it's it's just you just need that one hit, that one like mega hit, super great. This is the program to really make your whole life. If you think about it, but you got to fail 99 times to get that one ice, ice baby. Right. Right. So what's, what's been your one ice, ice baby? What's been your one hit that, that obviously you've had, you know, several successes, but what would you say was the one that catapulted all the others? What was the one that turned the corner for you? Well, I don't even know if I've hit my ice ice baby yet, Jim. I don't think I don't think I've had my hit yet. I think that, you know, you, do you know the band Foo Fighters? You know, they're, yeah. Foo Fighters, big band in the '90s and 2000s. And Foo Fighters, you know, they say, oh, you know, we got that song Everlong, and they said we never got back to our Everlong, or they they still don't think they've hit their their prime song. And for me, I don't think I've hit my song, but you know, this book here, Money People Deal, was my first book I wrote. And it's all about raising money. I raised $5 million of capital with that to start my real estate business. And that was pretty cool. And it's also been something I've used in my internet marketing. And, uh, you know, when I, when I got into internet marketing, I lost 150000 marketing myself, didn't make a penny. And then when I, when I dialed in this book and I dialed in the marketing with this, we started to make money. So I don't even think I've hit, I don't even think I've hit it yet, Jim. But, uh, you know, this book has really launched my career, launched my career into coaching, launched my career into real estate. It is, it is a, a hit, but I think it's like a seven out of 10. I don't think I've hit my hit yet, man. It's not out yet. Right on. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm going to be 50 in February. And I truly believe my best years are still ahead of me. You know, I've learned a ton and I've had, I've experienced a lot of great success nothing near what I know I'm going to hit. And, but the interesting thing about that book, the way you'd even just described it, you put that book together because it was helping you solve a problem. It wasn't, you weren't writing something to give to people. You were actually trying to solve a problem. And I find that people in the coaching industry, the coaching industry was born on people who solved a problem and then went back to teach others. Now we have all these people who jump into the coaching industry first and then try to figure out what they're going to teach. Right. And so you got a bunch of posers and it's similar. I know you experienced this in real estate. I'm sure you know, like instead of people jumping in because they're great at it or have a passion for it, they're jumping into it because they think it's going to be a, a quick fix to easy money. And that did that. How often does that work? Well, the magic bullet doesn't exist, man. I got this poster in my office. It says grind and it's Muhammad Ali getting punched in the face. It says grind. 
there is no magic bullet. There isn't one, you know, and people think that flipping a house is going to save their life. We did a survey with my customers. It was really interesting. And I was trying to sell my sales course because I knew I know that entrepreneurs have to sell. And I know you you teach sales training. It's it's huge. I got my own sales training. You got sales training. You have to sell if you want to be an entrepreneur. So we're selling this sales course and no one's buying it because my list is real estate entrepreneurs. And they believe that flipping a house and making 10 grand in 90 days is going to solve their problem. That's what the survey said. I want to make 10 grand in 90 days. No, I don't want to develop myself. No, I don't want to learn how to sell. No, I don't want to market. I just want to flip a house in 90 days, make 10 grand. And in reality, even if you gave that guy 10,000 more dollars, it doesn't solve his life. He still has the problem, right? It's one of those things where I, I think that people, people want the 10 grand in 90 days or they want to be a coach because they think it's easier or they think that flipping houses is going to save them. In reality, none of that saves you. It's all about you becoming a different person. And I didn't start coaching people till I won Rich Dad Hall of Fame. When I won Rich Dad Hall of Fame 2014, I said, okay, time to build a brand. But I was, uh, what's the word? I was recognized. It was like having a PhD. It was like having a master's degree at that point. And I, I put it on my marketing and I said, boom, I'm here. I'm ready to train you. But I was getting published in magazines and people were asking me about real estate not just, oh, just be a coach. I, I never wanted to be a coach. I think coaching is a scummy right. business. And I still don't self-identify as a coach. I call myself more of an educator, an investor, an entrepreneur. I don't like being a coach because coaches to me is kind of scummy. And usually a lot of them are very bad. And, and I've even hired bad coaches. I spent $45,000 on coaching in 2016. Two of them sucked. So I lost 30 grand and then one of them was great, but it took me a year to get a return. So I say, man, like it, there's no silver bullet out there, you know? Yes. Uh, can't agree more than that. That's, that's so powerful. And that's why I, I position I, you know, I spent a decade in, in mortgage down here in the States and right up until 2008. And I watched that all the time. People were coming in mass entry into the industry because they thought it was a way to make a quick buck. And they didn't know what they're doing. They didn't know how to sell. They didn't know how to market themselves. They were coming from the wrong place. It, it weren't showing up in a way of be a value. And I was, I was a victim of that. I caught up in, in the place of, I was just trying to make money. I was putting people into bad loans because it paid me well. Right. And that's, you know, part of what I learned. And I, my integrity really was born through that process. Well, usually you and, get, you get good integrity well, from having bad integrity. And yeah. uh, when I was in the music industry, when I was in the music industry, the same thing, I was doing deals with people in the music industry and they were, they were deals that weren't super great deals. And that's where my integrity came from. I said, man, if I wouldn't do this deal in reverse, uh, this isn't a good deal. And that's where I started to dial in integrity because it, it just, when I was low integrity, I was poor. When I went high integrity, I became rich. There's a real difference there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. What is right now? I mean, for you, you're, you're doing great. Your, your business is rocking. And, you know, we mentioned we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago and you were talking about how you have streamlined and you have, if anything, you've removed things, not added things has been a big recipe for your success. You know, unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, uh, I went out to the jungle uh, last winter. So it's 2018, uh, you know, 20, end of 2017, I went to the jungle and I was fasting on water. So no food no medicine, no supplements. I was fasting in the jungle for only 18 days. Last year I did 30 days in the jungle. And this voice in my mind just said, do less. And I, I came home 
and I stripped out all the garbage of my business. It's interesting. I, I fired a key guy in my business last year. And by firing him, I doubled the revenue and tripled the profit. And my mission in the last year has been just removing, removing, removing junk, removing people, removing the wrong people, removing the wrong processes, removing the wrong products, removing the, the wrong marketing campaigns. And I don't even think I'm done purging, man. I'm just removing, removing, removing. And what I notice is every time we remove things, the success value goes up. More success, more value by doing less and less and less. And that's that mantra, do less. How do we do less and make more? It's by removing, uh, my, one of my coaches would say, remove the dross, which is the garbage. And that's from the Bible, remove the dross. If you're refining some metal, you take that dross, that garbage away. And by taking that garbage away, um, you get down to the essence of what something is. And, and the really great companies out there like Apple, you know, they were a company that was so bloated in the 90s. They had like 120 products or 150 products. And Steve Jobs came in and he said, we're only going to do four products. And he cut everything down and those four products were hits. And then he took those four products and he took all the marketing from those products and he put it all behind the iPod. He took all the money in the company and put it all behind the iPod and it was one thing and that one essence, that's what made Apple great. And I think that if you can approach your business and your life with that, What's the essentials? What's the things that really matter? That's where you can achieve greatness and you can really scale those great things because you're not doing a million items. Right. And anybody who's doubting that right now, it's a, it's a hard mindset to put your head to wrap around sometimes. And we've done the same thing. Once we reduced what we do, we just started focusing on doing it better and doing more of it. And it has scaled in, in exponentially. And using the Apple example, you know, everything they do feeds off of the iPhone. Yeah. So it's a compliment. Everything is ancillary service to that instead of just offering a bunch of different products. And, uh, you know, another example that a, a mentor of mine shared with me years ago was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Guy spent 20 years in the league, all-time leading scorer by a mile. And he had one move, the sky hook. And he did it for 20 years and he perfected it. It was unstoppable. And he did it from the right and he did it from the left. And that was it. He just perfected it. You know, what's your skyhook? What's your go-to, right? And be able to rock this. Thing. Well, I'll, I'll add it with the basketball. You know, Michael Jordan, the best player of all time, he was a free throw machine. And he went and he shot a thousand free throws. He Free throw, free throw. And it's not even a fancy move. That's a basic move. But his basic move was so good. And I always say this to my team. I say fundamental basketball, free throws, layups, Shots in the key, easy stuff. Like we want to keep it easy, easy, easy. I'm always trying to bring the skill level down in my company. So it's easier and you can have less skilled people. Because I used to work for a guy, I used to teach guitar lessons. And I used to work for a guy who brokered students and I was one of his teachers. And he always had a problem because his employees were so high skill that when the new, the new people came, like I would, I would coach, let's say four or five of his students. And then all the referrals would come to me, but the, the value was in the individual high-skilled employee. He didn't McDonald's it to where the employees are low-skill and people get hooked on the system. That's what you want to have in your business is a great system and a low-skill employee, you know, dropping the fries at McDonald's and, and flipping the burgers instead of having a super high-skill guy. And if he leaves, you're screwed. Right. Yeah, that's interesting because like our sales model is, you know, again, unscripted. It, but the purpose is not that it's not that a sales script doesn't have value. It's most of the time 
people's positioning and marketing and influence in the marketplace is so inconsistent that they have to have a perfected sales conversation. We take the opposite approach. We want to be so powerful in the marketing, so powerful in our positioning, and we have so many referrals that come to us that we don't need a script. All we have to do is have a great conversation with people. It takes the pressure off of having to be a, a brilliant player and just be able to play in the system. That's, that's a luxury, man. If you can build that system where you don't need a very, very strong player to close it, that's amazing. Right. So let's uh, just talk about your, your event. I know you have an event coming up that you want to promote. And, you know, by the time this, we're going to, if this may or may not hit on, on the time, but there's other events like it. I want to talk about the event and the power of it and uh, how we can introduce people to you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Jim. So I got an event coming up September 22, 23, Blueprint to Cash. It's all about the system for building a real estate business. So many people out there have businesses. Maybe you're a coach. Maybe you're doing an info business. Maybe maybe you have some sort of business. And everybody with a business has to learn how to invest in real estate. So we're teaching people two days how to invest in real estate, how to raise the money so you don't need to use your money. Use OPM, other people's money. We teach you how to find real estate at 40 to 60 cents on the dollar. I got a deal I'm working right now. It's 20 cents on the dollar. And uh, we also teach you how to put the team together so you're not doing that. So that's Blueprint to Cash. And uh, you can check it out. It's September 22, 23. I don't know if this is going to come out in time. So I'll direct you to stephanarniolive.com is all my events. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-A-A-R-N-I-O-L-I-V-E.com has the events. If you want to come out to that event and learn how to you know, buy real estate at a discount, raise money and, uh, and make money on it. Cause there's so much opportunity in real estate. I don't care where you are. There's always opportunity. Great. And all of that's going to be at salesandscripted.com in the show notes. Make sure you go there and, and access and, and take the time here to look at it. You may not even be interested in necessarily flipping homes, but what's the value of somebody being able to plug into your world, even if they're not looking to do fixed flips? Yeah, well, that's, that's a great question. I mean, one thing that I've done with the training is broke it down into elements. You know, I, I came with a book this year, Seven Level Selling. And we were talking a little bit in the room before we got on the interview. I said, dude, I'm like a heavy scripted guy. And you're saying unscripted. I'm like, man, we should we should sit down and have a sandwich and talk about that. Because there's there's like those are like mortal enemies, man. Scripted versus unscripted. So we teach, you know, I teach the sales, I teach the negotiating, uh, the marketing. Those elements are really what makes a great entrepreneur. It's not just, you know, if you go and learn to flip a house, that's great. But it's really, you know, a lot of people when they go and they want to get into real estate, they have to improve their sales skills. They have to improve their negotiation skills. So there's lots of other things they teach too. Really, I think that uh, sales, you know, ultimately it's interesting with sales. Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street says, all great salespeople have two things in common. They follow a framework. And number two, they sound amazing. Right. And I think that, you know, whether you're scripted, unscripted, whatever, there's always a framework. And number two, you got to sound amazing. You know, I'm sitting here in, in my office and I hear the bell ring in there three times when we're doing this interview. That means they made three sales over there and uh, people follow in the framework. So there's, there's always something to learn, Jim. Uh, I teach seven level selling. It's a fantastic process. And, you know, at the end of the day, as a salesperson, you've got to have lots of processes. For sure. So guys, go to salesandscripted.com. Go to the show notes. You'll find that the link for the event. Go to the Stefan. We'll, we'll have the link to get you to his live page so you can see what other events are coming up uh, and getting in touch with his books. He's, he's sharing his brilliance. And again, it's coming from the right place. It's coming from problems that are actually solved instead of just trying to hear his voice out there being heard. 
right? So big difference there. We want we want to put things in front of you that are going to lead you to solutions, and that's what Stefan is all about. So uh, Stefan, while people are doing that, one other thing I want to put out here for you, I've been fascinated in talking to industry leaders around what's going on that we wouldn't guess that you're working on in your personal life that is having a direct impact in your business. Direct in the personal life that's having a direct impact in my business. One thing that we've been doing heavy, I've been doing this heavily and uh, I got my team on it now is I'm a big journal guy. So I produced this journal. It's called the high performance journal and it's top three goals, 90 days. So in the next 90 days, you got three goals. You break it down daily, weekly, monthly. And uh, my team and I, everybody on my team, you know, everybody, the, the admin, the sales, the, the accounting, everybody, we review our goals in our journal every Wednesday. And so it's interesting because when people are hitting their personal goals in their life, they hit the company goals. Funny how that works. So I've been using that journaling system. And then I'm, I'm a pervert for this one over here. This is the black book. And the black book is all my meetings. So whenever I sit down in a meeting, I'm taking notes and I have it chronicled in here every day or every time I sit down with somebody, I got their date, time, phone number, everything. You got your own. Oh, he's got his own black book. So this is my branded one I'm using. I'm using the branded black book. Jim's got a black book. And so I'm using a journaling system and it's, it's not the sexiest thing. It's not something that like, you know, it's not like buying a Lamborghini. It's not like walking around on the beach and shooting videos, but at the end of the day, the journals is making me hit my goals and all my staff is hitting their goals. I recommend it for a team. And then the black book is making me close the business because I've got everything archived. And when I go to call two, call three with the same person, I pull up the old notes that are there in paper, not in CRM, in paper. It's right here, wherever yes. you are. Perfect. Yeah, man, I resonate with all of that. Good stuff. Yeah, I can't do, I, I have journal, I have multiple journals, but I definitely keep my, my strategy stuff right here in front of me so that I can always refer to it. And here's the only thing with CRMs, keep in mind, this is just me, I'd love to hear your take on it too, is CRMs fantastic for not forgetting stuff. You're not going to lose anything. My problem is I'm visual. That's why I got a whiteboard here and a whiteboard here. <laughs> I got a whiteboard here too. Exactly. If I don't see it, I don't do it. So it might be in the, in the CRM, but it's not in front of me. And if I'm, if I don't know to hunt for it, I'm not going to find it, which means I'm not going to see it, which means I'm not going to do it. So yeah. I need it. Yeah. I mean, the CRM to me, the biggest value with it is, is the guys next door, the agents I have working here, they got to take notes. So if they quit, the next agent knows what the notes were. But, yeah. you know, as far as like my deals, like, you know, I, I did a deal this morning, just a small merchandise deal. Uh, you know, it's got to be in here. And when you write it with your, with your hand and you feel the pen scraping on the page, your muscle memory remembers what you wrote and, and just taking down, getting the habit of dating the page and getting in the habit of putting the guy's phone number down every time, getting in the habit of putting his name and spelling his name properly. It's huge because, you know, like I can say, oh yeah, we spoke on the fifth and on the fifth, you said this, 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 and the guy goes, wow, he's a genius. This guy must be a genius. Well, no, dude, I'm just using my black book. That's it. Yeah, I can tell you, I am very glad to hear somebody in your generation say that because whenever I say things like, yeah, you feel it, it connects the muscle memory to writing. They're like, no, 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 the tablet does the same thing. I'm like, well, no, 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 not for me. Dude, tablets, <laughs> tablets, like I've, I've owned iPads before and I think I threw them both out because the iPad is a pure consumer device. That's, that's pure consumer. And 
Steve Jobs wouldn't let his kids have an iPad. Bill Gates won't let his kids have it. It's, there's no value in an iPad. I own a laptop. I own a desktop. I own books. I have journals. I have a dream book where I write my dreams down, but there's no value in a tablet. Like I, I honestly do not. I've even bought it for sales presentations for my sales guys. No value. You know what actually is value? I'm going to grab it. You know, I don't have it here. Hold on a sec. I'm going to grab it. Here's something that is value is selling is making a magazine that people touch and take home. What's value is having a printed book and print man is never going away. It's never going away because people like to touch it. And I had a guy come here yesterday, a $41,000 contract. He came in here and he said, I just wanted to see it was real. He came to the office, stood in the office, $41,000 customer. He's, he's signing the paperwork and he just wanted to see the real of it. So that's why we print the books. That's why you print the pamphlets and you print it and print it and print it in your book because this is real and the iPad is all bullshit. The phone is bullshit. This is fake. It goes away. You lose your power. It's over. Amen. Good stuff, man. We can do this a lot and I think we need to, we need to make sure that we, uh, we, we keep the conversation rolling. Uh, this time goes by quickly. Um, everybody go to salesandscripted.com, check out Engage Stefan. It's got nothing to do with real estate. It's got all to do with your relationship to how you move through business and life. That's what's going to make your success happen. And if real estate happens to be a solution, fantastic. All right, but go there, engage with them to find out any parting words. What's one thing you, you, if they want to take one nugget away from this call, what's the most important thing for them to realize? Well, I think for a lot of people nowadays, I'm a millennial, I'm, I'm 32. I think for the younger people nowadays, it's really about respecting the grind. You got to respect the fact that you got to go out there and do 10 years and 10,000 hours. And you know, one day when I have kids, I don't have kids yet. If they say, I want to be a ballerina, I say, great, you got 10,000 hours in 10 years, start counting because you can do anything if you put the 10,000 hours in. And, and that's just something I think a lot of people don't understand these days with video games. You can master a video game in 500 hours, but to master something really good like selling, it's going to take you 10,000 hours. So respect the process, respect the grind. It's going to take you 10,000 hours. Get going. Awesome. Respect the grind. We're also going to have a link for that podcast here in this in the show notes here. So you'll be able to get everything you need in the show notes here, guys. And I'll All be right, uh, on I'll the Respect the Grind you, podcast interview. Look, We're doing that tomorrow. If you love so we'll what you're hearing, here's a great lots way to get more. Lots of great content more. coming to you. Lots you of awesome sales conversations. Go out, change some lives, make a huge impact, All you make a ton of money. Strickland, show them what to do next time here, my friend. Then head over to salesunscripted.com forward slash get more to get your free month of drop-in coaching with Jim as our thank you. We'll see you next time on Sales Unscripted.